So we were supposed to split this up. So, um, so the Christmas story. Do we have a can uh, lighter for the candles? Are we going to light them? It's it's bed in. Do you see it? Oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. Um, the Christmas story is the story of how God's love became incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ, who was born of a virgin in Bethlehem, like Luke 2, 1 through 20, what we just read. Jesus came to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament and to reveal God's love to humanity. We find that in Matthew 1, 21 through 23. So what is love? The concept of love is based on the nature and character of God who is love. So according to 1 John 4, 7 through 12, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So verse 10 and 11 reminds us that it's not our love that we have towards God, but it's God's love for us that is the example of love. That we should strive for. So verse 10 says, This is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Love demonstrated. Jesus is instructing the disciples about abiding in the Lord in John chapter 15 with His description of vines and branches. He closes the description with his description of godly love. And this is what he says. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy will be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Um, no greater, yeah, there's no greater love than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. We have to think about these verses in context. Jesus is nearing his crucifixion and he's speaking with his disciples, giving them their marching orders. Ch uh, verse 9 through 12 speaks about the Father's love and ends with this command, love each other as I have loved you. We could end the story right there and we would be fine. The disciples just didn't have the whole story like we do. Jesus goes on to describe ultimate love, the love that lays down one's life for one's friends. Greater love has no one's life. Greater love has no one. Uh, greater, I don't know, this isn't quite right. Greater love has no one than to lay down his life for one's friends. Than this. Yeah. You just listen to this. Mm -hmm. Greater love is no one than this. Than this, okay. Yeah. Later, the disciples are going back to look on that last statement and say to themselves, ah, oh, I see what you did there. God's love is sacrificial, unconditional, and selfless. 
He demonstrated his love by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for the sins of the world, according to John 3.16. The Christmas story also challenges us to imitate God's love in our relationship with others. As God loved us, so should we love one another. As Jesus laid down his life for us, so we should lay down our lives for our friends, John 15 through uh, 13. As the Holy Spirit fills us with God's love, so we should bear the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control from Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So the fourth candle in the Advent wreath is called the angel candle, and it represents love. So although angels appear in earlier accounts in the Bible, they're particularly present in the Christmas mm -hmm. story. So the angel appeared to Zacharias, to, the angel Gabriel appeared to Zacharias to tell him that he and his wife would have a son who would pave the way for the Messiah. So that son grew up to be John the Baptist. This is actually one of my favorite angel stories because the angel appears to John, I mean to Zacharias and tells him what's going to happen. And Zacharias says, well, what if this doesn't happen? And Gabriel says, I can just kind of hear it like in the voice of Samuel L. Jackson, just yeah. saying, I am Gabriel. I stand at the right hand of God most right. high. Right. You don't believe me? You know? And he said, now you're not going to speak until after the baby's born. God will do what he says he will do. That's just my favorite angel story. But, so Gabriel, whose name means God is my strength, also appeared to Mary, giving her the message that she would give birth to the long-promised Messiah. And her response was completely different. Um, she believed. And it says further that she would be called blessed because she believed that God would do what he said he would do. So an unnamed angel, possibly Gabriel, Gabriel again, appeared to Joseph several times. The first time the angel appeared, uh, explained the circumstances of the incarnation and instructed Joseph to marry Mary in spite of her pregnancy. The other times an angel appeared to Joseph, he was given instructions on how to protect Mary and Jesus. So the night Jesus was born, angels appeared to Joseph, I'm sorry, appeared to shepherds outside Bethlehem to announce the Messiah's birth and tell them where to find the baby. So within the Christmas story, angels were messengers of love. They told people good news, the good news of God's perfect gift, proof he had not forgotten the world. The Messiah had come to bring good news to the poor, to comfort the brokenhearted, and to proclaim that captives would be released and prisoners freed. I like the fourth handle. 